Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. It is countdown time. I leave on the Rebel Road in about a week, and it has been an interesting journey thus far. Since last November, receiving this guidance to go out on the road, to leave my entire life, to leave a marriage, to leave security, to leave everything that I knew myself to be and completely embark on the unknown in the full embrace of trust, courage, love, and commitment has been uh, something that has been filled, filled with excitement, filled with tears, filled with laughter, filled with wonder, and it is just beginning. We will be embarking in about a week's time, and in three weeks, magically, what has happened is an RV has shown up. 35 invitations for the first leg of the trip have appeared, and so many other amazing, magical moments have happened. And this always will take place when you listen to that guidance and step into your heart, to step into love. And as usual, as, as my book states in Conversations with the Universe, whenever you follow those dots, whenever you follow the messages that come along, you will be led to the next step that you are supposed to go, and other things will be brought to you that you are supposed to have. And this week is no different. A book was brought to me that is absolutely beautiful, and it has felt as if I was seeing so many parts of myself in the author, Rashmi Kalmani, uh, in what she wrote. She has been through so many experiences herself of leaving situations, of trusting the guidance, of trusting the unknown, of being in that place of love, courage, and commitment, that it should be an exciting show for tonight. I want to read a few words from her book, Shiva Speaks, Conversations with Maha Avatar Babaji. The heart is hub of love. From the heart, love can emanate into the body, mind, and spirit. Love unifies. Love builds bridges. Love chooses the highest good. And most of all, love is about win-win scenarios. Love is not about competition. And love is not about ego. And love is not even about effort. And Babaji writes or speaks, new colors of celestial crayons are being given unto you to draw a more expanded and vividly lighter picture of whom you wish to co-create yourself into being. I am Lord Shiva. And as you know very well, I destroy the obsolete on the spiritual path in order to recreate, co-create a new pattern of a higher paradigm for all. You must learn to be empty to receive. Feel this pulsation of the universe, its ebb and flow. Make being empty okay. Then perhaps practice making being empty or alone as being peaceful or being blissful. The author of Shiva Speaks is Rashmi Kilnani, who was born in Chandigarh, India, and spent the first six years of her life in Cairo, Egypt. She is an internationally known healer, teacher, lecturer, author, artist, and television personality. She is in the forefront in bringing the ancient mystery school teachings of Egypt, India, Tibet, and China, as well as teaching of the Essenes into the current time and making these wisdoms simple and accessible to people at all levels of soul journeying. She has been on national and international radio and television shows and is the executive producer of a new documentary film, I God, which is due out in 2014. Welcome, Rashmi, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Simran. A big hello from uh, London, where it's midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on on such a late hour. And 
there's so much I'd love to cover, so I want to get right into it. And I want to start with the paragraph that I read from your book, and it talks about being empty and being okay being empty. Talk about the experience of empty yourself to be able to receive uh, these beautiful channels and transmissions from Babaji, and also that. I'm losing you slightly. Can you speak about what it means to be empty yes. as, as experience as well as what Babaji is expressing for us to be? Um, so the question is how my channeling process occurred uh, when I channeled Shiva Speaks? Yes, and how you allowed yourself to be empty enough to receive that. All right. Yeah, well, um, that's it's a long story, but um, basically... Uh, about seven, eight years ago, I wanted to come to zero again because I know that the zero point is so powerful on the spiritual journey, and I knew that I just wanted a major step up of my journey. So um, I went to see a numerologist that was a major Babaji devotee, and she was Italian, and she spent a lot of time with Gora Devi, who was with Babaji uh, a lot and has written a book called The Fire of Transformation. Anyway, this, this numerologist said to me I would bring everything in my life to zero, including my health and my partner at the time, and uh, he was a Babaji devotee and a Pujari, even though he's English, Enoch, and uh, I said, well, I'm ready to bring everything to zero, but not my partnership, and she said, no, you you bring everything to zero, and um, straight after that, I asked Babaji to step it up as hard and fast as he could give it to me, and within a few weeks of that, I'd finished teaching one of the major Reiki teachers on the planet, and my heart had broken slightly because they were unable to receive very high level of heart initiations. And they had been teaching Reiki for many more years than I'd ever even heard the word Reiki. And um, and anyway, I got um, second grade invasive breast cancer. So um, basically, I almost died. And then I, uh, you know, went into have many initiations and in what we've done to Earth, which is chemo and radio and what what on what not. In spite of the fact that I was a holistic uh, teacher and had helped facilitating the healing of many from cancer. And so it went, you know. So like that, I, I then was asked a year later to sell my studio by my higher self, which was a temple where many came to study. And it just went on and on until I came to absolute zero. <laughs> and then these three books got channeled one after another. There's so many people are going through that experience of having to let go and even come to a point of absolute zero, is that necessary at this time, especially moving into the fifth-dimensional reality that we are moving towards? Well, uh, everybody has a very unique journey, and I don't recommend people uh, go through as drastic conscious changes as I do and you do, someone. I think we have a lot of parallels in our story. Um, years ago, I left uh, my rich husband and homes across the globe, and I also had a sort of arranged marriage, except that I obviously got to choose from many different people, and this guy just didn't take no for an answer, and, and he's still a very close friend of mine. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody is going to have to go through quite a lot of change. So I would recommend to people, why not choose it consciously and gracefully and really look at the things, people, places, ideas, situations, situations, material objects, and so on that no longer serve us so that we, we, we have a more empty chalice into which new elixirs of um, celestial 
patterns can come through. And, you know, we really can't take this 3D baggage with us, which is so well explained by uh, Jim Self, and I really enjoyed your last show with him. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, he did explain that very well. You also talk a lot about uh, the detachedness, how we have to have the, be the detached witness of the body, mind, and intellect. Can you talk about what that means, being that detached witness versus uh, being anchored in it and moving through it? Well, we're all very mesmerized by 3D reality, and within 3D reality, we feel I'm a body, I'm a name, I'm a person, I'm a nationality, I'm a metaphysical teacher, and all these different boxes and labels that we give ourselves. Um, I've been practicing the absolute teachings for a very long time. Uh, In relative reality, um, we become objects and subjects and planets and individuals. Within absolutely our reality, it's the unified field of consciousness, which is the oneness energy. And understanding the difference between the two is very important. All of us at the center are part of that oneness. And at the periphery, we are free to dance the individual dance of the personality self. But as is so well explained by Babaji and Ramana Maharishi, the Vedas and the Gita and so many other sacred texts, we are the detached witness of the mind, body, and the intellect. Therefore, we are the actor, director, producer, screen, a projector of the movies and dramas of our lives. And as we become the observer, which is the word that's given a lot in the States, uh, to the detached witness or the Sakshi in Sanskrit, as you know, uh, we are more able to connect to the cosmic plug of uh, universal oneness and then beyond that into universal nothingness from which all manifest realities spring forth. And as we do that, then the peripheral dance of the individual self can be so consciously co-creating, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And I love the line that you have in here about, um, it says it is about coming out of limitation and control to the understanding and the moment-to-moment practice of keeping one's consciousness in the absolute. Absolutely. (laughs) And to stay, and to, to stay in that place of absolute. Yeah, yeah. How how do you? We're very scared. All of us are very scared of the unknown, and we're scared of the void energy. We're scared of what's the black hole energy or the nothingness energy. But when we meditate deeply, or go into initiation, or chant deeply, or connect deeply to nature, or do anything. 100% where the mind begins to dissolve, we go into that space of nothingness almost, and that silence, that stillness. And from within that space, uh, all possibilities and probabilities are immediate, instantaneous, and efficacious. The the place uh, that you really started to move into more of the truth of yourself was when you kind of overcame that fear of death and you started to see beyond the veils. And I think that death is probably the greatest fear that most people have, and yet we don't realize that we go through death over and over and over again in our lifetime, but we don't necessarily become conscious of that as death. What was the turning point factor for you to become comfortable with the idea of death? Well, I think that... um Anyone who's in a body cannot be 100% comfortable with that vis-a-vis being the human side. 
my design side is ready to jump off every cliff, as uh, the book illustrates. You know, I wanted to see Babaji's cave, and I crossed the river, and I could have died, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it sounds like it. story in the book, Shiva Speaks. And like that, I've done many things, you know. That's my divine nature. But, of course, my human nature does get, you know, scared sometimes. Um, but it's about, you know, being able to feel the fear and do it anyways, and obviously uh, balance that with wisdom. You know, if you just cross the street and don't care then, you know, you might be hit. And the the body, um, the human side, the animalistic side is going to have that fight, flight, survival instinct. But, of course, the more we face these different fears and we begin to understand metaphysically what happens to the body, as I explained in the beginning of the book, that I was in a cremation ground and, and saw what happens, how the body goes back to the five elements uh, by the Yamuna River in New Delhi, as I meditated there and asked to be shown that in, in this sort of lucid med- meditation, then, you know, it, it, it's about, as we say in, in, in the Buddhist text, you know, die before you die. And every in-breath is, is, is a birth, and every out-breath is a little death. So we, you know, we, we, we can just make friends with our different fears, and you're absolutely right. Death is where the people are conscious, unconscious, or subconscious about that. That definitely is, is the greatest fear. Babaji is funny, quick-witted, and can be mischievous in the way he teaches, guides, and illuminates the tempestuous, courageous, and crazy path of self-realization. This is not an easy spiritual road for those who are half-hearted about discovering who they are. It is like walking on the razor's edge on the one hand and an incredible, fun-filled adventure on the other. If you don't want to be shifted out of your little box of reality, then reading this book and connecting to Lord Shiva can be a challenge for you. If, however, you wish to choose to pursue money for money's sake, lust over love, and a lack of integrity in the name of quick profit, then as a pristine manifester of your own reality, that is what you're going to get. For Rashmi, the challenge was keeping one part of herself firmly grounded as human, while the other part being happy as a spiritual space cadet, finding balance, the divine balance being the key. This is from the book Shiva Speaks, Conversations with Maha Avatar Babaji. It is by Rashmi Kilnani, who is also the author of The Divine Mother Speaks. You can find out more about Rashmi at RashmiKilnani.com. That's R-A-S-H-M-I-K-H-I-L-N-A-N-I. We'll be right back with Rashmi Kilnani. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset. 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. If you are not familiar with 1111 Magazine, I invite you to go to my website and sign up for your free subscription. There are six issues a year that always feature amazing authors, teachers, speakers, people from around the globe that are really stepping into their power and light and sharing in love so many beautiful pieces of wisdom. And uh, there are so many people that are the well-known as well as those that are the more silent voices that are out there that I get to feature and really bring the light to. So definitely get your free subscription. You can find that at Simran-Sing.com, Simran-Sing.com or 1111mag.com. There will be six additional issues given this year that focus on the Rebel Road as I go around North America so that I can spotlight many other amazing people that are being rebels in their own lives and really initiating this love, courage, and commitment so much of what we're talking about today as well, so much of the essence of love and light that is birthing on the planet in such a new and inventive way. Babaji teaches us to love and serve all of humanity and assist everyone. He asks us to be cheerful, to be courteous, and to be a dynamo of irrepressible happiness. He teaches us to see God and the good in every face, and he reminds us the great wisdom teaching, there is no saint without a past and there is no sinner without a future. This is from the book Shiva Speaks, and my guest today is Rashmi Kalnani. She is an internationally known healer, teacher, lecturer, author, and television personality, and she is the author of several books. So definitely go to her website, RashmiKalnani.com, and you can check out more of what she's doing, in addition to a wonderful documentary by the name of iGod that will be releasing in 2014. Rashmi, I want to talk a little bit about... um, about the channeling, I know you have channeled so many and, and, and so much wisdom has come from Babaji through you. Many people wonder how so many different people can channel the same being. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, can channel a particular being? How, how, does, how does Babaji come through many voices or, or different, uh, different deities come through many different people? rather than just one. Right, right. Well, um, when, you, when you connect to your deepest inner core, which is the, 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 the I am presence, then I don't actually find much difference between my higher self. And I, the separation begins to blur more and more, and it becomes more and more the oneness energy. So in that oneness energy, I become the void energy. And in that void energy... I am able to connect to Kuan Yin or Melchizedek or St. Germain or Babaji. Of course, Babaji is my most beloved um, friend and teacher of many, many lifetimes. Um, 
So I absolutely adore him, and I've had, uh, you know, the grace of meeting many gurus and avatars and teachers and inspirational beings uh, and enlightened beings and bodies in this lifetime even. But as soon as I reconnected to Babaji in this lifetime, that was it. And initially, he would just appear to me in my studio in Kensington uh, at the top of the stairs of this 13-foot, you know, tall studio, um, like this huge white body of light. And uh, But nowadays, it's a much more subtle connection, and it's just this voice that speaks through me. Uh, and But what I channel is very much what I embody and teach as well, if you, if you know what I mean. It's never anything that... I, I don't already feel like, you know, I kind of know on some level. But the way it comes out is just unbelievable because I just rattle out the books, you know, uh, over, you know, a certain number of sessions where a sacred space is created. And in the case of the Shiva Speaks book, we had the Rudrum chant play and then do some meditation. And then I would choose a subject and ask Babaji some questions and the answers would come through. So I don't know if that's helpful, but... Um, I'm really connected to Leonard Orr in this lifetime now, and he has brought Beverage's teachings to the West. He's the father of rebirthing and one of the fathers of the New Age. And I channel Beverage for him, even though in this lifetime I didn't meet Beverage in the body, and uh, uh, Leonard did many times. Yes, Leonard Orr's work on rebirthing is incredible. If you yeah. are not familiar with it, definitely look up uh, a lot of that information. It's beautiful as well. I wanted to talk a little bit about how when... Babaji say something is about to manifest, you get that personality self out of the way and <laughs> and you really allow it to happen and then the things do show up and I've seen so much of that happen already just on the rebel road and in my own life. Yes. When I say that yes and get out of the way, the things just happen. People have oftentimes difficulty getting that personality self out of the way. Talk a little bit about creating the openness of heart and space and the courage to step out of the way in that manner so that what needs to happen can happen. Well, um, the Ascended Masters very much wanted me to bring these three books out in very quick succession for this wake-up time because all the wisdom teachings are being given very freely and easily, and I'm able to make them extremely simple and uh, accessible so that it, it, you know, it's, it's really stepped down to the most down-to-earth state of those teachings. So the first was The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart. I really recommend people buy that book and read that book because these three books, particularly The Divine Mother Speaks and Shiva Speaks, Shiva Speaks is an e-book at the moment. It's coming out in January of 2014 because my publisher can't keep up with all the books and we're also making the film I got with Neil Donald Walsh, which is also about unity consciousness. So this um, the Divine Mother energy really reconnects people to the, the living light energy of the Divine Mother archetypal energy within them and to the courage of their hearts. And now the energy of the heart is, is going to be predominant. And Babaji contains the Divine Mother and the Divine Father energies. And when I started healing Leonard Orr and working with him on his groups across the globe, straight after I recovered from the cancer, and Babaji said, go to America and help in the waking up of America, uh, which many are doing because America plays a key role now. Uh, you know, he felt this divine mother energy coming through and was one of the first to recognize it. But the more and more each and every one of us opened our heart energy to this courage energy, then we can moment to moment begin to trust and relax and allow our intuitive, whole-brained, right and left hemisphere 
being integrated self to have a synchronistic, synergistic, graceful dance of being and doing at the same time, if that, that makes sense. You know, it's, it's like you just allow stuff to happen and you begin to discern the voice, the differences between the voice of your heart and the voice of your mind. And that's very, very well explained energetically and with words in Shiva Speaks, the Divine Mother Speaks, and in the Buddha, Buddha Speaks books. And talk about that word relax, because I think relaxation is that mental, is it emotional, is it uh, physical, is it all of the above? How, do, how does a person, especially in the Western society, there's so much tension and stress to get to yeah. that place of relaxation, I think, is a challenge for people. That's right. Well, you know, people have to learn to slow down. As the energies are, are, are speeding up, it's really important for people to to switch off their gizmos, to make time to be quiet, to make time to be still, to make time to be with nature, and to breathe. You know, people say to me, I mean, I got off the plane, I was jet-lagged, I couldn't get into my hotel room, and three of the receptionists were in queue. You know, they said, we've read bits of your book, and we'd like you to help us. We're, we're going crazy. And I said, just breathe. And the next week I asked the guy, were you breathing? And he said, no, I don't have the time to breathe. So, you know, if, if we don't have the time to breathe, then, you know, that's, that's the living dead. You know, it, 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 death is, is the number one thing. And everybody has time. Time is malleable. Everything is bendable. We, the 3D reality we thought we were in was very fixed. But the new frequency that we are in now you know, we're coming out of that box. It, it, it is totally flexible. It's malleable. We can change it. It's like little kids, you know. You, you put you don different outfits and you and you relax. And children are always relaxing because they're in the moment. They're breathing. They're passionate and they're fully absorbed in what they're absorbed in, without too much of a song and dance about the goal. You know, they're enjoying the journey rather than the destination. Most definitely, and, and Babaji is also one that loves humor and the energy of laughter and, and seems to really have that essence of the innocence of the child as well. Talk about the importance of humor and laughter in, in our own evolution and in moving into this fifth dimensional reality. Well, um, humor is everything. Uh, the, the Babaji calls it Leela, the divine play, and that is what our manifest reality is. The quantum physicists have also come to those conclusions now that, you know, the universe is, even the manifest reality is 99.9.9% hyperspace and two particles can exist simultaneously. That is, one particle can exist simultaneously in two places at the same time and so on. And so it is a holographic reality that we're mesmerized in and we've collectively agreed is very solid and very fixed. But it is actually a total cosmic joke, the whole whole thing. It's like going to see a movie and sometimes we see a horror film and sometimes we see uh, a humorous film. Um, and of course, you know, the clever mind, even in the spiritual movement, is to... Con- is to mix the, the laws of relative reality with the laws of absolute reality. In relative reality, if you uh, cut me, I will bleed, you know, or if I tickle you, you might laugh. But in absolute reality, nothing is happening. So it, it, we can't mix those laws. It depends on which perspective we're coming from. At the highest perspective, we can co-create at that perspective. 
And the best way to connect to that energy of oneness of all the dimensions, not just the fifth, because we are multidimensional, so we're not, it's not a linear progression just to fifth. We are simultaneously in six, seven, eight, all dimensions, and ultimately in the nothingness energy, which we have to really begin to understand and embrace the, un- the known, the unknown, and the unknowable. And to see the cosmic joke in all of it. So that's how Babaji teaches me, and that's how I help him facilitate facilitating the healing of others it's through seeing the funny side of things they're like oh we wanted to cry buckets but you know you've got us giggling and we saw the joke of our lives or how we could shift this now just by being like little children you know innocent Hmm. Babaji the ageless avatar who taught Jesus and Moses and who as Shiva is the lord of the universe speaks to us through his devotee the Indian mystic Rashmi who shares with us both her journey and the supreme master and his wisdom teachers for a modern age he encourages us to embrace our own truth and be courageous in its defense to become spiritual warriors and take up the sword of light to cut through our own darkness to be ordinary in our extraordinariness and extraordinary within the simple ordinariness of our being his maha-avataric energy imbues every word of these teachings here with grace, courage, and truth, and has the capacity within one's free will to give the reader an experience of Babaji's word, world of love and its transformative power to raise our consciousness from ego-based shadow living to follow our intuition and the voice of our soul. Rashmi Kalnani is the author of The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart, and Buddha Speaks, to the Buddha, Buddha nature within. She has facilitated the healing and transformation of many thousands through different streams of Reiki energy mastery. She is a global metaphysical teacher, author, urban shaman, international lecturer, artist, and TV personality. She has been channeling the Ascended Masters for the last 15 years and making these teachers simple and accessible to people at all levels. You can find out more at RashmiKalnani.com. We'll be right back with Rashmi Kalnani. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen Eleven Eleven? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You 
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Love is at the core of Babaji's teachings, and with this author, Rashmi Kalnani, and Babaji and the Christ Yogi began to lead us into a deeper understanding of our true relationship with the universe and the nature of the God-Goddess that resides within each of us. He speaks of the importance of self-love and its role in understanding how all things are connected and of the courage needed to uncover life-acquired attachments and then learn to let them go. Judgment, evaluation, and analysis are all products of the dysfunctional aspect of our lives, and leaving them behind opens us up to the beauty and love of the universe. Babaji asks, are you ready? How much love can you take in? Are you willing to be courageous here, now, and to release the so-called security of your mind and its control games? Is it okay for you to allow a dissolving of your personality self and all false boundaries and to become an ocean of devotion, devotion to love, an ocean of love? I love that part of the book, and I think that self-love is such a place right now that so many people keep bumping up against. It is, it is like a movement back and forth because they're learning that it is so important, and yet we fall into our patterns, and then we move back into that direction again. Talk a little bit about that self-love piece, Rashmi, and, and, and how that also needs to transition at this time in such great ways. Yeah, well, that is a key, Simran. So, um you know, there's so much out there on the Internet and on YouTube and all the amazing work you're doing and so many others, you know, on the planet uh, that people no longer really have an excuse to reconnect to simple little tools that help them to go within again. And the self-love is not at, just on the outside, you know, well, you know, I'll go and have a massage and I'll go for a holiday and I'll go and get my hair done and whatever. That's part of it. But the other part, the very deep, essence part of it is to go within. And for most people, even some of the great, um, you know, people that have been spiritually on the path for so long, that are teachers and healers in their own right, even for them, it's it's a bit like, well, what is that, you know? You know, how can I love myself more? Uh, and what is it to go within myself? Um, but it, it, it's about, you know, just stilling oneself and, and connecting to the inner in a world, and that it can be scary because it brings up feeling our feelings, and um, and that's scary as well. So it's all about beginning to let go of our conditioning, which says that we are only great and okay if we're thin and if we're this and we're that and what my mother said and my grandmother said. And we can realize that we've all got this fantastic new blank canvas now, and we're all a little bit like scared children, all of us. Um, we're all sailing in the same boat. Nobody's higher or lower than anybody else. Where it's like, well, okay, now what, what would I like to create with, with all of this that I have now? And who am I? And what is this, this self that I love? Um, so as, as we become still and allow the helplessness and the, and the vulnerability and the not knowing and the excitement of this blank new canvas, we can just begin to feel this energy of love, which, which is already there, you know. We just need to, to, to just watch the, the voice of the mind and the conditioning. And as we do that, as the detached witness, that love just bubbles up because it, it's already there. It just needed to be noticed. 
Well, and that's why the silence and the going within or even being with nature is so important because I think yeah. that so many have a distorted view of what love is. What we have shown to be love is not truly what the love essence is. And it is is time to allow that quietness to discover what would love be, what could love be if I dissolved and let go of what I believe love to be now. That's right, that's right. And, and you know, like, there are all these beverage devotees out there that have been around for a very long time, and for some of them it's like, well, why have you written a book when you never even met Babaji in the body? Um, that's totally missing the boat. Babaji is not a body. As he says, I am nothing, I am nowhere. Uh, I am just a mirror. And it's not a body. He comes and goes in many bodies. Sometimes he's in several bodies at the same time. When Lenny Baby and I met, you know, we had big chats about, I said I met him as a Frenchman on a flight from Paris to Shanghai, and he met him as an Italian woman and so on and so forth. So this this mesmerization with body consciousness is is also missing the boat slightly. Obviously, we can love and honor our bodies and love and honor every single aspect of ourselves, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. But Om Namah means I love myself, I honor myself, God, God as well, within me, as me. And therefore, we, you know, Shiva is not just a body of Shiva. Shiva is also everything. So wherever I go, whoever I meet, there is that love. And that does not mean saying yes to everything, and that does not mean not having discernment. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it is so simple, actually, but the mind gets very clever with it all and complicates it. And, and that is the oneness, really being able to see everything in that way. I think uh, well, once we can decide we have that self-love, we extend that to then our sisters and brothers, and, and then it is oneness. Is it in steps in that way, or... Uh, is there something that that people can do to really help them understand more deeply what that oneness really means? Because I think it's also becoming a word that's getting thrown around, but it's another one of those words that's very nebulous in its understanding. Yes, yes. Well, the only way to understand oneness is to, to, to quieten down, to fuss to find some form of meditation, to find some form of pranayama breathing, to find some form of connection with nature, to connect to our children who are our greatest teachers. I'm sure your little kids really teach you every moment of every day because they're in the moment. They they are uh, more connected to their divine essence. They have less conditioning than we do as we grow up. You know, and the current children that are being born and the, the teenagers, they just carry a really high frequency. And, and they're, they're just in that state of knowingness. So we can learn so much from everyone and everything, but if we just keep our gizmos on all the time, etc., it's not going to happen. It's an experiential understanding. Everybody can reconnect to some form of energy work, some form of healing, you know, because everything is energy. And this is no longer mumbo-jumbo. And if that's what people want to call it, well, then that's going to continue to be their reality, and those frequencies are just going to lead to more and more suffering for people. So everything is this oneness energy, because if we look around, everybody else is having as an intense a drama as we are. Everybody's going through major intensity right now. We're all sailing in the same boat. And that becomes so clear, for example, if there's an earthquake uh, or, you know, something like that in L.A., and everybody's in a tent out of their sports cars and whatever. Everyone's together and surviving. That's when the love comes up. That's when the connection comes up of the oneness of all things. But we can also have that 
sense without the suffering. We can do it through grace and joy and ease and humor as well. It's all about choice now. And what are we going to choose? How consciously are we going to co-create or do we want to continue the conditioning and reactive states of the mind? Uh, because everybody is asking. So ultimately, even this, this notion that I am serving, even that has to go at some point. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, because in, in ultimately, even with everything the way it looks, there's nothing to fix, there's nothing to heal, there's nothing to change. It is, right. it is the absorption and, and of, of everything, and then it also becoming nothing again. Is that That's correct? Right. That's right. Ultimately, we, we already are enlightened, we already are multidimensional, we already are the nothingness energy, we are already the sakshi, the detached witness, and, and no one was born and no one was die, died and no one was wetted as the Vedas so beautifully explained. These were, you know, written as enchanted through the eons by many, many sages that all meditated and in meditation they all went to the same space of nothingness, the same space of the unified field, the, unman- the manifest reality, and then below that, the unmanifest reality. And, and, and the, 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 the physicists are now finally catching up with metaphysics. So that's not arrogance, you know, because you, you can't prove love, you can't quantify those things, but they are there, they are palpable, they can be felt if we choose to feel them, and if we choose to be, you know, um, sarcastic and in the mind and, and, and full of doubt and fear, that's fine too. It's a choice. How do the Ascended Masters view us? How do they, sorry? How do the Ascended Masters observe humanity or view the state of the world? The Ascended Masters adore humanity, they see the oneness, there is no separation, they don't consider themselves to be higher than us looking down and feeling sorry for us. There is just the oneness in that energy and ultimately they are able to be in the nothingness energy and come out of it, which is really well explained in my book, uh, Buddha Speaks, where he comes out of Mahamudra and the silence to, to speak for the purposes of the book. But actually, they don't, they don't need to, 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 to manifest even. Uh, depending on who they are and what the role is, that's his role as a Christ yogi, is to oversee seven billion, hopefully agreeing and choosing Christ unity consciousness and moving on into Satya Yuga frequencies, heaven on earth frequencies, bringing the energy down uh, of heaven to earth this time. So that's a very, very exciting thing for all of us to be going through and it's all very fast and time is speeding up and collapsing and everything's happening happening simultaneously. Um, So the Ascended Masters are waiting for us to wake up to our own Ascended Master self now. Maha Avatar Babaji has assumed many forms over the centuries, but for his followers he is all and in all the Christ Yogi, who will remain with us until all of humanity has achieved enlightenment, or the moving out of the consciousness of linear time and space into the internal now. The coming age of light requires many changes within us that must start with releasing ourselves of dysfunctional attachments and illusions, as the illusion of control becomes harder to sustain with what many sense to be the collapse of the world. Shiva's instruction becomes ever more critical. If we are to transform ourselves and enter the age of light, Love is at the core of Babaji's teachings, and Babaji is known to many in the West through the famous classic autobiography of a yogi. He is known as the Christ Yogi and the Guru of Gurus. 
Maha Avatar Babaji's role as the Christ Yogi is to oversee the ascension of humanity and Mother Earth to the fifth dimension, reality and beyond. My guest today is Rashmi Kalnani, and she is an internationally known healer, teacher, author, and television personality. She is releasing and is the executive producer of a new documentary film, I God, which will be releasing in 2014. You can find out more about The Divine Mother Speaks, one of her other books, along with uh, Buddha Speaks, and this book, Shiva Speaks, at her website, RashmiKalnani.com. We'll be right back with Rashmi. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen Eleven Eleven? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Definitely connect to therebelroad.com and find out about all of the cities that we will be visiting and tap into all of the amazing people that we will be encountering. You can also follow my daily diary on YouTube to let you know what the experiences are in addition to the Rebel Road TV, which you can access at therebelroad.com so that you can see the experiences with many different people that are being rebels in their own lives as we go through this journey over the next 11 months. My guest today is Rashmi Kalnani, and she is the author of Shiva Speaks, in addition to two other books, The Divine Mother Speaks and Buddha Speaks. She can be found at RashmiKalnani.com, and she is also in the process of producing and getting out a film entitled I, God, which will be out in 2014. I want to read a little bit from her book, Shiva Speaks. This is Babaji speaking, and He states, Now you see, dear ones, that there is no true love from a profound spiritual point of view without embracing the energy and practice of deep courage. Love is not for the weak-hearted. The Shiva path is not for the weak-hearted. Samadhi is not for the weak-hearted. Rashmi, talk about that, um, 
because I think everyone thinks, oh, if I can just be more enlightened, if I can just, you know, step into that place of grace and peace and all of that is, life is just easy. Is it that it is easier or is it that we are more capable of understanding how to navigate life because we have more understanding? It's it's a bit of both, actually. It, It can actually get harder, more challenging, but you learn to surf the waves better and you, 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 you develop this um, observer perspective so you're able to, to stand back and look uh, from the oneness energy at the peripheral personality self doing its dance and therefore you are more grounded and protected and anchored in the vertical plane. So the vertical plane connects your heart to the heart of the cosmos and the heart of the center of the earth and beyond that into that nothingness energy. So once you connect to that energy of the vertical plane and then the nothingness energy um, behind that, you have tremendous power, tremendous choice points, tremendous consciousness, awareness, allowance, embracement, love, um, and a detachment that is balanced with, with caring, you know, it's not a cold, cold-hearted detachment. So, um, Babaji uh, teaches truth, simplicity, and love. And uh, of the three, I would say that uh, the simplicity uh, piece is very, very important right now. Because um, the 3D reality was all about, and the mind energy, which is what 3D reality is about, is all about complexity. And people don't like stuff that's simple. But the new frequency is the frequency of the heart. It's the frequency of the now moment. It's the frequency of oneness. Uh, and what does all of that mean? That means it's simple, you know. It, it is moment to moment. It, you just have to, to be in the moment. And that's it. And, and, and very soon these memories of the past and future and the world, they're all going to be, you know, become more and more fuzzy. So being in the moment, being simple and emptying to receive, emptying to receive, emptying to receive, and or enjoying what we have but not clinging to it. So if you've got an RV, enjoy that. But if it goes for some reason, then one lets it go as well. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it makes sense. I want to talk a little bit about the heart and our intention upon things or our focus upon things. And what I've discovered in my own life is when I've looked back, if there have been things that I've been really half-hearted about instead of whole-hearted, then it was already doomed from the start because it doesn't have the full force of energy. And, and, and when we are in that way, does that mean we are also not having the full force of the universe behind us? Can you speak a little bit about the difference or the distinction between half-heartedness and whole-heartedness? Absolutely. Well, um, you know, most, most of us don't even know how where the heart is, how the heart feels. So everybody, you know, just take a deep breath just now as you're listening to the show and put a palm on your heart and just connect to your heart energy for a moment. Just feel your heart energy for a moment. Just having the palm on the heart really helps. And breathe into it and, and allow yourself to feel. And healing is feeling. And And through that, you know, you slowly connect to that energy of the heart and you become acquainted with it. It speaks in very soft whispers. It usually speaks in the silence in nature uh, when you're trusting and relaxing and away from the gizmos and the sounds and the noise. And then become aware also as you go along in your life uh, to the mind energy and begin to distinguish between the mind just as the observer, no pushing, pulling, judging, etc. And as a result of that, you will become more and more 
able to understand when the heart energy is fully giving you a message. It may be a very soft message. It may not even come from you. It may come from outside of you as a sign or a signal or through a friend or a stranger. And uh, when it feels totally right, that's that's the wholehearted moment-to-moment um, wholeheartedness of it all. It, it's it's uh, very well explained in my first book, The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Art. These books carry the energy behind the words and the living light energy of the archetypal energies of the Divine Mother, the heart, the Divine Feminine, the allowing energy, the being, and the simplicity energies. And all these energies are within each and every one of us, so we can access them within ourselves. And sometimes you just need a trigger point from the outside to access it within you. And as you get to know your different aspects, you can then choose between mind chatter and wholeheartedness. Well, I want to thank you, Rashmi, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It's been absolutely beautiful. And I want to recommend to my readers to definitely visit her website, Rashmi Kalani, and order the books, Shiva Speaks, Buddha Speaks, and The Divine Mother Speaks. These beautiful channelings definitely carry a vibration. And when you read such words, you are taking them into every cell of your body. It is lightening you with each word and allowing you to tap into information, remember information about the truth of who you are. My guest next week will be Dr. Christine Page, and we will have a wonderful conversation about women's health and the the men and equality of women and men now that is emerging in a totally different way as we move into the fifth dimension. I want to finish out this show talking about uh, what Babaji feels when he is looking at the lot of us. Looking at the lot of you from our vantage point as Ascended Masters, we are rather amused when you take the dramas of your life so seriously. Seeing the divine Lila or divine play in everything is powerful esoteric wisdom. I love to teach you through the energy of humor, not just because it is so funny, but also because it is in keeping with the essential nature of your so-called reality. Don't take life too seriously, but be beautiful in your love and allow your love to expand and grow to touch all those around you into oneness. In love, of love, with love, and as love, I'm Simran Singh. Until next week, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Shift happens.